0: Like a ladder You can ask me what I write I'll keep until you stop your...
1: There's an old proverb, supposedly from Zimbabwe, that starts out, If you can talk, you can sing. It seems obvious, right? Whether I'm singing or speaking, I'm moving my mouth. The sounds I make have a rhythm. My pitch goes up and down. But anyone who's heard me belt out Disney tunes at karaoke knows this logic has a fatal flaw. What is it in our brain that sets singing and talking apart?
0: They share a lot of let's call it cognitive real estate, but they also have different pieces spread out in different areas. And what exactly those computations, what those pieces are, that's something that we're still trying to figure out.
1: Kalman Katlewitz is a neuroscientist at the NYU School of Medicine who studies how the brain executes complex actions, like speech, in people and animals. He says the Zimbabwean proverb could use an update
0: I mean, we've known for a while that speech and song are different even before we started doing any sorts of recordings just based on, you know, clinical data. Like my grandma uh, had a stroke and it was very difficult for her to speak afterwards, but if she wanted to say something, just singing it would often help.
1: Stroke survivors often lose the ability to talk, a condition called aphasia. But doctors noticed over a century ago that some of these patients could sing words they couldn't speak, like Katowicz's grandmother. This led to a new type of treatment in the 70s, melodic intonation therapy.
2: The way it works is, you know, it's supposed to tap into, you know, the non-language centers or associated language centers.
1: Bernadine Gagnon is the chief clinical supervisor of Columbia University's Speech and Hearing Center. She's treated thousands of patients with aphasia over the last 19 years, and she took me through the steps of one of the therapies.
2: So first you, you um, work with humming the, the patient. So let's say we want them to say good morning. Hmm, 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 hmm. Right, then the next level would be we would say good morning, you know, good morning.
1: Good morning. And then the next
2: level would be that I would start saying it and I would fade it out and he would say it. So, good morning, good, good morning. Mm-hmm. And then you say, what did you say to your wife this morning? I said,
1: good morning. Yeah, so you prompt them.
2: You prompt them. And so you start in the beginning with very obviously functional words that they would use in everyday life, you know, and to improve their interactions with their family, friends. And then the second level, you start getting into, you know, a little bit higher complex um, levels.
1: But it only works for a small group of patients with damage to one particular language center, Broca's area. The idea is that all of the words are still stored somewhere in the brain, but losing Broca's area has somehow severed their connections. But Ganyan says songs you know by heart live in other parts of the brain, places that might survive a stroke.
2: I can remember, I grew up in the 80s and I remember all these 80s songs, like I'm like why do I remember that song?
1: The reason you can remember all the lyrics to the B-side of a Pat Benatar album is the same reason Ganyan's music therapy technique works for some stroke patients. It takes advantage of the fact that these memories are stored away from the language center of the brain, and then it recruits the singing areas to rebuild the language network, one connection at a time. Katlowitz confirms that speech and song activity tend to occupy different physical spaces in the brain, no matter how weird that might seem.
0: There's a whole bunch of literature out there showing, like with lesions and with just if you look at activities, so something like fMRI, that during singing, the right side seems to be more in control than the left, almost the exact opposite of speech.
1: The lab he works at gets inside people's heads, literally. When patients come to the hospital for surgery, some volunteers donate surgery time to science. In those cases, Katlowitz's team uses electric and cooling probes to prod parts of the patient's brain. And see what happens.
0: There was one patient who was a professional singer and when the neurosurgeons told him that they um, were interested in preserving speech function, and that's why we were doing this online intraoperative mapping, he said, can you also map my song circuit? They're like, okay. So
1: Katlowitz's team set to work mapping out areas needed for speech in the singer's brain. They use an electric zapper, but don't worry, I was told it's a painless process. In doing so, they found proof of singing's independence from speaking. It was a fingernail-sized area on the right side of his brain. When they zapped it, the patient continued to say the dates of the week normally, but when they tried again during scales... Something about this area was essential for song, and song alone. In a second experiment, the team cooled the same part of the brain with a metal probe. This just slows things down, rather than stopping them completely.
0: It went from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The cooling test revealed that the organ helps with pitch.
1: But strangely, it affects only speech, not song. Katlowitz still isn't sure what's going on, but wonders if the speaker's training allowed him to overcome the cooling interference and hit the target pitches anyway.
0: I don't know. If I had to say the difference, I would say that song is just like... It's... (laughs) It's a much more intense version of speech.
1: The experiment illuminates one of the many steps that differentiate talking and singing. It's only in one patient, but Katlowitz hopes someday his work might be clinically useful. For now, neuroscientists like himself and therapists like Ganyan will keep tackling the problem from both ends.
0: We're definitely trying to meet in the middle, uh, working with uh, not just animals, but also neurosurgeons and trying to bring these lessons to the field as soon as possible.
1: For Science Line, I'm Charlie Wood.